Welcome to Art Everywhere. Tonight, my guest is Heather Galloway. Heather Galloway underscore arts on the gram. If you're looking for really cool art, give her a follow. Really cool. Thanks for coming up, dude. We were talking about this earlier about, uh, you know, me just randomly messaging you like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? Yeah. Thank and you, you said, yeah, dude. Yeah, so that's, that's super rad. I really appreciate it. So we're just going to jump right in and pretend like we haven't been talking for 30 minutes <laughs> beforehand. Yeah. This is totally new. I've never been in here. So, so totally new. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, um, dude. Okay. So the, the piece that really caught my eye was the one that you showed at the SAC Fine Arts Center. Oh, the big uh, pastel piece. Yeah, uh, it was the um, oh no, you, the painting. landslide. Yes, sorry, I've had two recently there, so I'm a little bit like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, landslide because I, I came across like so. What I do is when I'm looking for uh, a guest, I'll just scroll through my um, like through the stories that mm-hmm. you know that you could just scroll through. Yeah, yeah, and just start hitting anybody who's that's got art in their name or yeah. or that I know or whatever. So somebody's caught my eye before, but. I, I pressed on yours and I saw like your story and I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I tapped on your page. And then the first thing that jumped out at me was this really beautiful, really colorful. It looked like a landscape. Yeah. It, yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm kind of doing some new stuff. Um, recently I, I used to just work in kind of like shape and form, but I'm trying to sort of capture the essence of a landscape without being like super direct about it. Like more of like when you, a feeling of a place, sort of like the impressionists used to do, uh, you know, they captured a feeling, but even looser than that. So it, it denotes a space, but it, it's not necessarily saying like, this is a bluff, this is a ocean. It's just sort of the feeling of, so I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. So. Yeah, that's dude. It was, it's really beautiful, man. Like yeah. what? So when you're creating that and you're like picking out your colors and you're doing like the whole thing, yeah. like how does that, how does that happen? It's all, um, so I struggle with this a little bit myself cause I'm like, I need to be more planned, planned, like pre-planned. And if I'm not pre-planned, am I really an artist? Because I'm not thinking of something before it's all intuitively led. So I have all my colors out in front of me and I kind of just let it guide me on where I want to go. Um, and they're all house paints. I go to Lowe's and I get the little $5 like tubs <laughs> and samples, which I found out is, you know, cheaper than going to Michael's. And so I do that and I just pick it out and I let it kind of guide me and I just follow where each color lands and just whatever feels right in the next move. That's how I do it. So there's no, there's no underdrawing. There's no planning. It's just me vibing with the colors and letting it go. So just let myself go. Dude, that's, that's so cool because it, it, we were talking about this earlier and I was talking to uh, my coworker earlier about, about your style in particular and any art that makes me feel something is like real art. Yeah. Like when I see your art, I'm like, oh, you're not making that for other people to fucking be like, oh, look at how cool it is. It looks yeah. just yeah. like, or oh, wow, yeah. I'm, that, that reminds me of this other artist or like this other currently popular artist. Like it, it's just, it's like a pure expression for yeah. expression's sake. It's a tough space to be in though. Um, I constantly go back and forth with like, oh, it's not like critically well done. So, you know, is it art? Is it good? It's, it's this dilemma in my head. And then I have to like slowly quiet that voice and say like, just follow it, you know, because there is something to be said about having a piece of artwork that you can just look at and kind of rest at. It doesn't have to instruct you to do anything. It just lets you kind of be and lets you explore it. And it doesn't tell you how to do it. It just invites you in. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can do the te- technical stuff, but I got tired of it. I got tired of like being upset with like, it's not perfect or whatever. And just also like a little bit bored with like, yeah, I could make a one-to-one representation of your face or a flower, but you already exist, you know, uh, and you're here and you're beautiful. And why would I try to recreate that? Maybe there's something to be said about that, but I don't know. I kind of like the idea of creating something that isn't out there. It's in here, you know, so. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, the feeling I got from your art, dude. Like, yeah. just like everything you said, like I, that's, that's kind of what I have been gravitating toward what I've noticed my taste has like gone toward. It's more intuitive yeah. Yeah. art. Whereas, 
you know, I think everybody goes through a phase when, you know, you have to, we almost have to validate ourselves as artists, mm. right? Yeah. We got to be like, like, I'm not good enough unless I can do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. You're making art for other people. Yeah. For the, for the accolades and the sort of. Yeah. And, yeah. and also like for me, I had to know that I could do certain things. Yeah. Like I, I have to know that I can make this blank piece of paper look like your face. Mm-hmm. Like I had to, I, for me, I had to know that I could do that. Yeah. And even though it was impressing other people, I'm like, you're too easily impressed, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah. I was like, I, I almost like, I don't like it. It's not good enough. Yeah. Like that was, that was kind of my thing. And I think, I think artists eventually start becoming more playful with their art. Yeah. You know, well, and just, and just letting themselves rest in the idea of, of, you know, their, of, of who they, like who they really are. Yeah. Well, it's like Picasso said, it took him a lifetime to learn how to paint like a child, you know? So. One of my favorite um, quotes. Yeah. I love that too. Mario's heard me say it a million times, yeah, dude. It really resonated with me too, because, um, for the longest time I thought I have to be impressive, I have to be impressive. You know, if I'm not doing something impressive. I'm not an artist. If I can't make the thing that people want to see, you know, because everybody's idea, well, a lot of people's idea of art is, oh, I can't even draw a stick figure. And it's like, well, that's kind of great though. Cy Twombly made a career out of scratchings and markings that are discernible to anybody other than, you know, you know, himself really. So art isn't technical. It's, it's just doing, it's just is, you know, our art is art because we're humans and we want to communicate something, whether or not it's a actual person or just a color, it's, it's, it's you saying something. It's saying I'm here right now and I want to say something and how that resonates with people is all different. It's all subjective, but yeah, it's really, really cool. <laughs> I could go on forever. Fuck yeah. Well, well feel free, dude. This is, this is, yeah. this is your podcast as much as it is mine. Oh. I just happen to be here every week or every other week or whatever it is, Yeah. you know, but it's, it's really about the artist. Yeah. Like, um, like I, I only invite people on here who I really think are, um, I don't, I don't know, dude. They just have like, that, some, that spark, yeah, that, yeah, spark that, that makes me go, Oh <laughs> huh, yeah, you need to be on the podcast. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear more. <laughs> what's yeah. the process and what do you, yeah. Yeah. So, well, since we were going there, like where, where, where does your art journey begin? Like, how do you get to this point where you're, you're making this stuff that you feel mm. Yeah. You know? Um, well, I would say my art process started at a very young age, like most people, before I even knew that art was art. Um, and then I started getting really good. And my a great aunt of mine, she's still alive to this day, uh, she took me aside and she said, you need some actual pencils, you know? And I was like, oh, wow, you know, like I'm, I'm an artist, you know? And she was like, yeah, you can make art. And she was heavy into like Bob Ross and all that stuff. So I loved it. It was like feeding my soul. But from there, it was just like, I identified myself like, yeah, this is it. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm good at. And, um, it took a series of, oh boy, some deep life setbacks for me to just start utilizing art in a way that was different than what I had thought of it as. And it became something to help me heal a lot of open wounds. And when I was able to open myself to that, that's when the colors came in, you know, that's when the colors were leading me. And I just, I felt good. And I felt like, you know what, fuck everybody. If they don't get it, I don't care. Um, I don't care if it ever gets looked at or sold. It's great when it does sell, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I just felt like this makes me feel good. And I get good responses from people. Some people don't know what to make of it. I get a lot of questions of like, well, what is it? I'll never forget. My dad walked in my biological dad and he said, what is it? <laughs> and I was like, well, it's nothing dad, but like, you know, what is it to you? And he just, he had no clue. He didn't know what to do with it. And it was like kind of a little bit of an emotional setback, but also indicative of our uh, different styles of life, you know? So yeah. And it was, um, it's just been a journey since then of just accepting that it's valid and that, um, it does something for people and it does something for me more importantly. And it's also been really beneficial to my kids. My kids see art in a way that I was never exposed to. For me growing up, art was my grandmother's like pictures of Jesus in the house, you know, and like <laughs> weird country <laughs> landscapes and like stuff that I just could not relate to at all. I was just kind of like totally felt out of like that, that was art for me. And so, yeah, 
using this and seeing this and meeting other artists, it just totally validated um, what I'm doing. So yeah, it, it took a long time though to get here. It's a process. And there's still days where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Is it, is it, does it make sense? You know, is it good? I don't know. But I keep doing it. So here we are <laughs> doing a podcast about it. So it must be something, right? I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's supposed to touch the people it's supposed to touch. Yeah. And everybody else. I, th- I think the best art is that way. I don't think the, I don't think the true, the purest art, I don't think the purest art is meant to touch everybody. Yeah. I think the purest art alienates a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's subjective, right? I mean, it's like some people see a beautiful face and some people say that's not for me. So, I mean, it's, it's subjective, you know, it's totally your own experience. And it's taken me years to validate artists that I thought were like totally weird. I grew up like really not, not grew up. In the last like 10 years, I thought Warhol was just a, a kook and like, what? This guy is like fake and weird. And, and I'm like, whoa, no, like this guy was fundamental to the movement of art. And I just like, yeah, I had to humble myself a little bit and sort of sit back and like say, yeah, hey, I'm doing the thing that I don't want people to do to my art. So, yeah. Oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to the Warhol exhibit. See, I, I like all those weirdo artists. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm like, um, there's no fucking way you're working at Walgreens. Yeah. You're either going to be a fucking artist or you're going to be a homeless dude. Yeah. You know, there's no in between. Yeah. And when, when, when somebody ascends like that and they have this voice and, and again, it, it, it took me a while to, to get it, to come around to, to yeah. Warhol too. Yeah. But when I, when I like read like some of his quotes, when I read yeah. like some interviews with him and, you know, he had the idea for interview magazine, Yeah. No, which is kind of, which is kind of what gave me the, in, the, the um the idea for this podcast yeah. because it's an artist interviewing other artists and that was the whole thing about interview magazines it was like you get a an actor and he's interviewing a boxer mm. you know just like randomly like hey we met once somewhere a long time ago at that party and like oh yeah hey hey so uh, or it's you know uh some dude he's a fucking you know a professional motocross dude and he's interviewing a supermodel. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do they it's have in common? Though. It's yeah. all connected yeah. because it's all yeah. an art. There's all somebody, it's all about somebody living who they truly are. Mm. And that's that's where this idea comes from. But when I saw his uh, exhibit at the Crocker, mm-hmm. this is like six years ago or so, I was like stunned, dude. Yeah. Well, I think it it's sort of like me peeling back the layers of onion of my own uh way that I was crucial to my own art, you know, and what it was. So yeah, it was, a, took me some growing to like actually say, yeah, no, it's all relevant. Like, what am I doing? You know, like I'm kind of being that, my own worst enemy here. And so, yeah, but yeah, abstract art is, is funky. It's a funky world. And for women, especially it's, it's just now starting to sort of become aware you know that all these big names all these women were doing it for years behind the scenes and um that's why i kind of got obsessed with like hilma i don't know i think you saw that one it's that like portrait of hilma off klimt she's a widely now known as like the first female um abstract artist and the first abstract artist but not claimed by the museums because uh, they can't sell her work so they don't want to like they don't want to say she is because they can't make any money off of it so Bit long story. She held on all this work for years after she died. She instructed her family to like not sell it or do anything with it um, until years after her death to then bring it all together and show it all at once. The scale here? Yeah. The oh, no, no, no. That's that's a different thing. That is Edie Beale. That's a whole other obsession I have. That's a different thing. Okay. Pull up the one that you're talking about. Let's see here. Yeah. She's, she's really cool. Her stuff is like wild. It, it's... I don't even know how to operate my own phone right now. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like opening up pictures. Like what? Well, like when I, when I went through your page, I was like, oh, like if somebody told me, hey, this person has severe. Okay. Yeah. 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 I saw that one. And so the background is kind of an did you paint? Did you paint that? I drew it with pencil and then there's paint and ink. Um, but the background is kind of an homage to her style of work. She did this like, she was all over the place. I mean, but. And allegedly guided by spirits in some way too. So, you know, that was kind of in the timeline, the vein of that. Time. Oh, a crazy person. <laughs> well, you you're know, describing all women are crazy. So you know. Yeah, no, yeah. but you're just 
describing a like a legitimate crazy person. Well, during that timeline, you know, a lot of people were trying to contact the undead. It was like a huge like like Victorian cult. era. Yeah. Like that's why all those movies are about those kind of folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're all the ghosts now. So but, yeah, uh, so yeah, she was kind of attuned to that and open to that and sort of. I'd like to believe that's kind of what guided her hand because I'm a little bit weird like that myself. So waiting on a cool ghost to take me over. <laughs> Hilda Clint. Hilda? Hilda Off Klimt. Off Klimt. Yeah. Klimt. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Um, so that's one of my influences. I've, I've been trying to expand my uh, realm of female artists that I that I know of because I don't know of a lot. I mean, we all know the big names and they're mostly male. So um yeah, Ree Morton is another one that I've become kind of obsessed with. I really liked her story because um, she was a mom, got a divorce, moved to New York with her kid's blessing, was like, I need to be an artist. And they were like, yeah, go go do art. And it's like so unheard of that women get the opportunity to like, you know, be the one to like take off and follow art. It's like, no, we raise the kids and then the husband is an artist and then maybe we get to do something later when we're close to death. So. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That, that resonates with me pretty deeply. So Well, I like that that's not your story. <laughs> well, I'm doing it all. I'm doing it all. I'm doing the mom thing and the art thing and the student thing and, yeah, all the things. So I'm like, you know what, fuck that. I'm going to do it all. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I think you just kind of have to. Yeah. Like in order to, like when you're an artist, I think you have to have an artistic outlet. Yeah. And if you're an artist and a parent, which I am, yeah, it's so hard. It is very hard. Like yeah. this, this is, this has kind of become my artistic outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Because my kids are at the age where they want to help, yeah. help me paint and they don't understand dad time. Yeah. Like, it, you know, they're, they're five and two. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. That, that's really, so, really crucial and needy ages. I mean. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's all about them. So I, I, you know, I've told my wife, I go, look, everything gets, all of my wants and desires, um, take a backseat to their needs. Mm-hmm. You know, if they need me, like, then I'm, then I'm there. Like today, like I wanted to, to do a little recon, like, so here's the process. I kind of go through your Instagram yeah. page, like throughout the weekend or whatever. Let's just say it's stalking. Let's just yeah. I stalk ahead. your page. Like I stalk <laughs> your page. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. And I have an idea of what I like. And then today, just before the podcast, I'll sit down and I'll write everything out, you know, in the, in the room or in the garage or wherever I go. Yeah. But today, um, my, my five-year-old, he's, he's so Interesting, dude. He's an interesting fucking That's dude. That's a fun aid. That's fun. But, but this dude tells me, he's like, he's so thoughtful. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. He's like a little old dude. Yeah. And he tells me, he's like, uh, my sister, we helped her move and she gave us the old PlayStation 3 that they had. And my son's been bugging us for a PlayStation 3. Yeah. I don't know why. He saw like an old YouTube video. <laughs> Well, they, they have a PS3 and he's been saying, I want a PS3. So yeah. we finally got a PS3, a bunch of games. And today this dude tells me, you know, when I'm ready to go, like start writing things down, he goes, daddy, I want you to hang out with me. I get lonely when you don't hang out with me. Don't and break I went, my heart right now. And I went, it's rough. <laughs> so I'm playing Call of Duty with him and he just keeps shooting me <laughs> in the back. Yeah. And then he's like telling me to come help him because he's bleeding out he's like dad i'm bleeding out help me and like i don't know how to play yeah. and i'm like what and he's like he's he's just pointing at the sky so all you see is like yeah. the sky and the tops of buildings and i'm like dude i i don't know where you're at i yeah. don't know where you're i don't know just where do i'm button at mashing and shoot and he'll see you yeah, yeah so and and we just spent like 30 minutes doing that and i'm like i'd much rather be doing this yeah totally and, and especially during that time but, you know, I'd be lying if I said I'm the type of mom that's like, every moment was magical and I wanted to be there. And sometimes I didn't want to be there. Sometimes I was like, I need some me time. Um, but it's hard balancing that because it's like the second you put in more time to your art, you feel guilty about your kids. And when you put in more time with your kids, you feel guilty that you're not doing the thing or resentful that you're not doing the thing you want to do. So it's a balancing act um, for sure. I spent a lot of late nights painting. That's when that's when my time, you know, it's like every yeah. sleep. Cool. But it don't end. It don't end. My my oldest just turned 16 and he's still like hey you want to hang out with me like i'm bored i'm lonely you know like Dang, oh. man. but i love it it's cool that says to me that like i'm doing things right i'm like this kid ain't trying to run around and get away from me you know like trying to leave the house like i was when i was a little hellion so it's a different vibe yeah dude so like how do you think your upbringing like influenced your art um like you know going back to my aunt she was kind of the first role person to sort of recognize that i had it some talent there and, uh, support me in that. But that was pretty much it. I, I was raised by my grandparents. My mom was a recovering addict at 
she still is. I mean, you don't ever stop being a recovering addict, but, um, yeah, I was just kind of like in the way all the time. That's how I felt growing up. You know, it was like, I didn't have a room. I didn't have normal, like someone read to you at night or like, what are you doing with your homework? Like none of that was going on. It was like, my grandparents were old. They were done. They were just like, here's food, here's clothes, <laughs> you know, good luck. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, not to diminish what they gave me because they gave me like a solid upbringing and like a very solid foundation. And once my mom got her life together, she, she was really paramount to my success too. My mom was like signing every note I needed for high school, you know, when I was skipping every day, like, oh, I, I know how it is. I, I didn't graduate, so it's fine. So, but, um, yeah, my grandma was, is, she's still alive. Thank God. Um, a poet herself. So she was always doing stuff. She was always late night writing poetry. She's been writing poetry about the family forever. If, if you did something embarrassing, there's a poem about it. My grandma has written a poem. <laughs> and she's going to tell the first person that comes over about, you know, your first driving lesson where you reversed into a ditch when you were eight years old. I'm like, grandma, do we have to keep reliving this? Can we, you know, can we wrap that up? <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I know. There wasn't a whole lot of outlet. I didn't know any artist's name. I didn't, I mean, I knew Bob Ross, but I mean, who didn't know Bob Ross if you were, you know, alive during the eighties and nineties, you saw, you saw that guy with his Afro, but, um, there was no art. There was no, I didn't know anything. When I got really into art, um, I was living in Houston, Texas, actually. And I started, I was painting to kind of get over a bunch of stuff that I won't go into, but, uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of heavy stuff. And, um, I started going to art shows, started talking to other artists, started hearing all these big names. Oh, well, this reminds me of this. And have you heard of Cezanne and, and, you know, and Monet? And I'm like, oh, wow, like boom, 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 boom. And then started doing homework on it, started like thinking about it, exploring it. And, um, you know, and I'm still new to the art game. I'm back in school, <laughs> you know, pushing 40 almost. And I'm, I'm back in school and I'm going for, for the, uh, for my BFA in studio art and a little pat on my back for that. And, um, I'm now learning about all the artists that like everybody's been talking about and seeing all the stuff and like really getting a, a view of the arc of art. And so it's, it's been crazy. It's been, it's been a little crazy coming, coming backwards, flying backwards into the art world. But I like it this way. Cause I feel like I didn't have all that like stuff in my head telling me I was or wasn't, you know, so it's been, been pretty wild. Yeah. When you're free to like discover your own path, it's kind of what you want to give kids, right? You yeah. want to give them the ability to like discover their own path and not tell them it has to be done like this or it has to be done like that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, you know, I struggle with that. Yeah. Like, I think, oh, sorry. No, no. I, I struggle with that as a, as a parent and I, and I struggle with that with myself. Yeah. Like allowing myself to be free. Yeah. Yeah. When you can, kids are really helpful in that area because when you can let your kids be themselves and not what you think they're going to be because eventually they start to become themselves right they're no longer just this little like pudgy thing running around like you have to protect they become like their own person and you're like holy shit you have a personality like you're a person um it teaches you about yourself and you go like damn like okay well i'm gonna let you fly and i'm gonna do the thing i want to do so well, it's a it's a symbiotic relationship i think having kids and especially towards your art my oldest is an artist too. He, he he calls himself an artist, and I mean he is an artist, and his his work is amazing. So you'll be having him someday in here too. Yeah, dude, yeah. I'd love to. Yeah, that's fucking cool. He's really cool. So, so where does like where does your palette come from? Like what like maybe you don't know like when you start, right? But you ever revert kind of re reverse engineer and have a moment where you go, oh, that's where that came from. Oh my god! So yeah, that actually had that aha moment. Um, few years ago 2017 actually is how long it took me to understand that there was subconscious uh strings you know tied to certain things that I'm looking at or you know things feeding my uh subconscious and the decisions I make I had put in a show uh done a show with the Verge the open studios I don't know if you're familiar with their what they do they do in open studios every year it's really cool so any artist can participate if you have a studio space I had to rent one I didn't have a studio so which was cool in itself but um my boyfriend, he's putting my painting into his trunk and he sends me a picture like, hey, I'm taking it over. Like um, it, it was chosen for the auction. So I was like, yeah, let's do that. Like I'd love to sell it and whatever. It's just cool to get your name out there. Any little, anytime you can get your name out there, it's like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever. Like someone wants it, want to look at it, sure. And as he puts it in his trunk and we opened that trunk a thousand times over the summer, you know, to pull out whatever. And he's like, look at this. He's like, you've painted our summer. It was like everything in the trunk, the climbing helmets we had, the gear, the towels, the blankets that are always in there. 
was the palette of this painting. And I don't know that necessarily that was what that moment was, but it just connected something for me. Like I'm painting my surroundings all the time and I'm not even like registering that I'm doing that. And so, yeah, it's pretty cool. I've noticed that places I work, if I look at stuff, I'll see stuff and it'll kind of stick with me and then it'll become a part of the palette and I'll want to explore it. So yeah, it's kind of crazy how the mind works. <laughs> it's all just puzzle pieces coming back together, right? You know? Yeah, nothing really happens on its own, right? Yeah. Yeah, we don't exist in a vacuum, you know. So. Yeah, no man is an island. All those cliches yeah. that are fucking true. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we're comprised of all the stuff around us all the time. So. Yeah, we're definitely, um, you know, we say you are what you eat, hmm. but you kind of paint what you Consume. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely not. It's not like a stroke of genius. I'm not just like some like oh yeah no it all comes from my deep in my mind you know but I mean it does sort of but. No, it's just, it's just looking. I'm a, I'm attracted to color. So when I look at everything, I see the color first, you know, it's like, oh, what is that? That's cool. I like that combination. You know, I like what that's doing. And when I figured out the certain colors vibrate next to each other, that just blew my mind. I'm oh like, yeah. That Rothko, yeah, like that little like, mini Rothko that you had. Dude, it's like, what is happening? It's, you know, you don't even need mushrooms for that. It's just going on. So. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I actually wrote the most douchebag fucking answer ever i took an art appreciation class when i was in uh college and i it was all by mail so i i wrote out this thing and the guy said you know just write it dude it was just like one long ass paragraph dude like i didn't break it down like it's like my third semester in college yeah right i'm still writing like that so it's i know how to i know how to (laughs) i know what the college format is yeah yeah no i didn't do that i just wrote like this big stream of consciousness and i just sent it out and it was all about Rothko. Like he said, write, um, write a page about, you know, a painting and what it means to you. And it was this Rothko painting. And I'm like, it looks like these colors are floating. And mind Mm -hmm. you, it's like a textbook picture. And it's, um, I think it was like red and orange. Yeah. And it just looked like they were floating. Like it just looked like they were floating off of the page. Yeah. And I, and I wrote all this thing about how, how it made me feel and about how the colors like exist in this other realm. And he's, he's opened a window into this, into this alternate universe where we're able to see these colors interact, mm. where in our universe, we're stuck seeing them in like a single dimension yeah. on a wall, yeah. but somehow their he's- function, not their, not their essence or something. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're able to like look into this other place where it exists and I'm like- I should not send this. I think it's great. No, and no. then I did. And the fucking dude gave me an A, bro. Yeah. Fucking misspellings, words like scribbled out. That don't matter. That's just a matter of like refinement in our own idea of like what a good paper is. But a lot of stuff starts out like that where it's like just a sort of, what do they call it? Schema building or whatever, where you're just sort of writing, free writing. I'm just yeah. not learning about this too. I would, like, so it's all new for me too. I'm like, oh, you can just do that? Like, yeah. That's you- acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Are you hip to that shit? A little. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool because it, it, what it does is it, you know, kind of sparks the the juices, right? So you write this whole thing out and then you refine it. But to go back to what you're saying, um, yeah, I think that's really beautiful because I think we do sort of underestimate sometimes like the impact color has on us. You know, I mean, psychologists know that certain colors make us hungry, certain colors make us sad, certain things make us feel, you know, different emotions, whether or not they're all, you know, hundred percent is, you know, give or take, but yeah, colors have power, <laughs> you know, it changes us. It changes how we um, in, interpret things. If a woman walks in in a red dress, it's very different than if a woman walks in in, say, you know, I don't know, yellow or something, you know. Or a blue dress. Yeah, yeah, we have these, um, obviously we have different associations with things, but yeah, color is strong. That, that's, when you think about, uh, you know, when we're born, obviously the first thing we kind of do is feel and then we hear and then we see, you know, and then we speak, but we see, and it takes our eyes a while, I think, to, to come into focus, to, to uh, identify colors. I think that's something that sort of comes with growth as a human, but, um, yeah, it's like a part of our psychology, like how we understand things, how we read things is like, okay, what color is that? What does that smell like? And I think that that's really important to sort of like, yeah, recognize that it's, va- it's valuable. It's very valuable. So, you know. I think your yeah. paper was probably really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I'd uh, held on to it. I, I might, I might still have it somewhere in my archive. Yeah, because I came home with a tub full of paperwork like that. I thought was important, and it is. It is yeah. important, but I haven't cracked it open in a long time. I don't think I've showed it to my any of that stuff to my wife yet. 
because yeah. I just had it like tucked away and it's not, it doesn't seem important, yeah. but it's kind of a time capsule. Yeah. Don't get rid of, of it. <laughs> um, yeah. When I had, um, so when I was in prison, we had this art collective that we just mm-hmm. kind of all kind of fell into each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's probably like eight or nine of us. We're all musicians and poets and painters and, you know, people who would draw and, we come by by this by these neutral benches over by the uh, you know fucking prison all the gangs run shit mm. so we did there was a set of neutral benches over by the education department and we'd go sit there and we'd bring our art pieces out and we'd like critique one another mm. and like not to like be like oh dude your shit's dog shit but we'd like you know like oh dude that's cool like hey have you thought of this yeah like oh that reminds me of that that's fucking dope dude and then we we kind of like fed off of each other and kind of gained momentum mm as 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 artists and we would like just be able to speak freely with people who thought in the same way that we that i thought yeah yeah you know it's it's dude it's so important dude when you're when you're an artist and you're not around other artists it's very yeah it's a very hard life well you're in your own head yeah yeah and you're you're judging yourself um and you're thinking of everything you did wrong and why it doesn't make sense and um yeah, very seldom do I get a whole lot of feedback unless I'm doing shows. And then it's just, you know, a lot of accolades and a lot of questions. But um, I'm actually trying to, like, start a group of abstract artists. I'm loosely on the fringes of my mind because I'm like, there's abstract artists here in Sacramento. And we need to get together and just sort of, like, just talk about these things. You know, like, what are you doing? Like, even if it's just an excuse to get together and drink some wine, you know, it's like. Fucking give me a call, man. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm definitely moving in that general direction. Definitely. Yeah, you're on the you're on the path. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I I guess I always have been. Welcome to the fold. No. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I always have been. Yeah. Um, especially my background, my it's it's always the backgrounds. The backgrounds of my paintings have always been this kind of kaleidoscope, mm. and it's always like. I remember me and my buddy were talking one day, and we're we used to we used to run the track, and we'd run for like miles and miles and miles, and we'd just talk, and he'd be like. Hey, do you, you ever think that maybe your your paintings, like, live somewhere? Like, the people in your paintings live somewhere. Like, they're people. Mm. Like, they're things. And maybe the backgrounds that you paint are actual places. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dude. And and these are the kind of conversations we'd have about, about these things. And uh, he was a graffiti artist. And he was like, yeah, dude. He's like, that's where, like, you know, like... um like the ideas of like a force field around a piece it's to like ward off like um like the bad spirits or to pr- protect themselves uh, yeah. against you know the the like the adversarial pieces that might invi- in, in that might inhabit that realm yeah you know what i mean or or like draw cannons on a like on a background to like to keep the the buffers away you know yeah, the guys yeah. who come by Kinda and paint like your shit like a, yeah like a, yeah and i was like whoa dude that's that's crazy and he's like yeah man he's like you know there was the 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 ogs would really like be heavy into that shit yeah into like the like what this all means like it all means something yeah and, and it just helped me to like really believe in my art and i, I it's i i I always try to encourage people to believe in their art. Yeah. Cause if, if you don't, if you don't believe like how is anyone else going to believe? Yeah. Right. And it's easy to believe when it looks exactly like something. Yeah. Yeah. True. But when you're an abstract artist and you're doing this vortex of colors like you do and it's making, you feel something when you're painting it. Yeah. And you can convey that to somebody, even if it's just one other person or two other people in the room, if they're, if they feel that, like, dude, that's everything. You've invited them into this other universe. Don't make me choke up. <laughs> but it, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, I, no. like I happen to see your art and I'm like, oh, dude, it made me feel something. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is, this is legit. Well, I had to kind of like ask myself too, like, why, why am I doing these things? Like, why am I choosing this like bright palette? Why can't I get away from it? And I think a lot of that has to do with, yeah, I'm a, I'm a happy, pretty easygoing person most of the time, but there is like a well of, of grief and, and things that have happened in my life, you know, much like everybody. Um, and so it's not all rainbows inside, but I feel like when I make that, I'm sort of manifesting the thing that like I want to see and I want to feel, you know, like I, 
I want to see the brightness, the happiness, you know, because yeah, life is fucking hard. <laughs> it's fucking hard and it takes a lot and it's a consistent battle to get up every day and choose to be alive, you know, and really be alive, not just like, you know, going through the motions. Some days are like that too, but you know, I've had my, I've had my share of demons and, and painting has allowed me to sort of like kind of quiet them down for a little bit, you know, like you guys sit down for a minute. It's, it's someone else's turn to sit, to be up front. So yeah. Yeah, it's really helpful, and I, I think it's important. Yeah, have I said that? <laughs> yeah, I, and you you've said that really well, dude. Because the like the number one thing is to be able to convey, like, I don't know, dude. Your like your essence. Yeah. Right. Yeah, kind of return and, to that that child childishness too. I think is a. We are so, we have so much pressure growing up to sort of like grow up, make make the next turn, you know, get into the next phase of life. You know, are you doing this yet? Are you doing this yet? And childhood kind of gets lost in that and kind of like negated as something important. And I feel like coming back to that is just, um, yeah, there's like just so much magic in that. And I, I don't know. I just think it's really important. And I think as artists, too, it's really important that we sort of return to that and also it makes your work approachable so many kids are just like so engaged with my work and i think that's like the highest form of flattery like yes when they like it it's like wow i like this and i can see a bird and that and it's like damn that's where that's where the cool stuff is you know not these like highfalutin ideas of what it is and blah 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 yeah sometimes i'm like jargon sometimes i go to art shows and stuff and i'm like Bitch, you're here for the wine. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, bitch, you're here for the wine. Get yeah. out of here. Or just, like, too too much up your own ass about art. It's like, <sighs> can we just say what it is? It's fucking paint on canvas that I did last night or whenever, you know? And it's like, yeah, just take down the gatekeeping. <laughs> just put away the gate, you know? Like, like, let everybody come to the table and, like, look at it and laugh about it and talk about it and question. So, yeah. And be like, hey, why does that look like a dick? <laughs> Like, say that, dude. Funny you should say what? that. I did find a phallic symbol in one of my paintings, and I was like, there's a fucking dick in that. Like, there's a fucking yeah. dick in and the it's painting. it's on my living room, so the kids see that. I'm like, let's not talk about that. That's dude. all I see. When, uh, dude, whenever I, I see a VHS of Little Mermaid, that's all I, that's all I look the for now. The dick is there. The, yeah. dicks, the yeah. dicks are there. Yeah, they're everywhere, you know. Yeah, <laughs> there's also like an Oompa Loompa in mine. I don't know how that happened, but I was like, damn, that's an Oompa Loompa carrying a stick with a freaking satchel of clothes on his back. But <laughs> It just happens, man. Yeah. My mom's the worst at, worst at that. She'll look at my paintings. She'll like, oh, you see that right there? There's a guy sitting on a cliff. I'm like, now I can't unsee it. Like, now that's all I see every time. Thanks, Mom. My mom's a wild card, though. She's a pistol. Mm. But, you know, you, so so here's the thing we have in common. My dad was an alcoholic. Like, bad. And I think something about... not feeling taken care of you mentioned be, mm. feeling like you were in the way like yeah. I, I very much really when you said that I related to that a lot yeah and I felt like maybe not necessarily taken care of you know what I mean like yeah, yeah I was cared emotionally for yeah call that <laughs> yeah but yeah. just you know but as a kid I, I don't have I don't have that vocabulary yeah. right so I just kind of have this feeling void. yeah I like this void yeah and I think that like when you grow up with that as a kid, like there's, it's, it's like a lens that's placed over your eyes mm. and you, you experience the world through that lens. And I think that like the kind of art that you make kind and, and the kind of art that I, at my best, I, I make, it kind of makes up for that feeling yeah yeah you know what i mean it kind of makes up for that feeling like i'm taking care of something yeah you know like i'm taking care of this thing that you know i'm giving something to the world that i that i didn't get as a kid yeah you know and now i'm i'm now i'm just putting it out there and it's just there and when and when it's there i don't i don't think of it that way until like every once in a while i'll go back and be like ooh, that's it's a lot going on in that painting, even though there's not like people or there's not this or there's not that in the, in the, or there's a person in it, but maybe the part that I'm focusing on is what, is what's giving me that feeling, mm. right? It's like, it's like, I've taken care of something. I've, I've taken care to make this thing 
this. Yeah, val- validation. You're you're uh, like patting little you on the head and saying like, "Good job. Look at you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did it. You like know? You, and you, you're worth it. Yeah, yeah, you you did this good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting because all, all my favorite artists are all, like all they come from fucked up places. Yeah. Like we were talking earlier how I don't know any happy people, like truly like well-adjusted people who make interesting art. Yeah, yeah. Like they might make like nice art. Mm, I know. Yeah, I, I know well-adjusted people who make nice art. Mm. It's fucking nice. Yeah, successful art too. Oh yeah, yeah it's successful and it's nice. It's on a it's hotel like, lobby or something. Yeah. yeah, that shit does not interest me. Yeah. And, I mean, look, I, I I love people. I love somebody like with a, I love people who are really good at shit. Like if you're really good at something, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. That's yeah. fucking badass, dude. Yeah. I don't care if you're like the world's fastest oyster shucker. Like that's fucking <laughs> that <would be> cool. <laughs> like that's fucking mildly impressive, dude. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll give you that. That yeah. motherfucker could shuck some oysters, dude. Yeah. But you know I know what you mean. Yeah, there's a difference. I mean, I've kind of I'm there with you because it's like while everything is um valid and important and yeah, the you know, if, if a healthy society is functioning, they're making art, right? Um, old people are walking at night and children are playing in the streets. That's a healthy society. You know, it's not, we're not preparing for war. We're not surviving. We're thriving, you know? And so everything is, is important. Yeah. Some things resonate and speak a little louder or sometimes softer even, but, um, yeah, all my best artist friends are fucked up, <laughs> yeah. like, you know? Um, when my son started creating art, it came out of some some deep wounds too. So there's something to be said about that. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of we were talking about this too. There's a lot of science behind that, the way that art is healing and just like immediately does something to the brain and the body that you just can't get anywhere else. I mean, it, whether that's music or singing or painting or just even like some forms of communication can be a form of artwork, right? I mean, the way that you're talking, the way that you're putting your words together, um, poetry, whatever. Um, yeah, it's all. It's all crucial and it, it says something about us as humans and it says that, you know, good stuff. That's where all the good stuff is. That's where all the juicy stuff is. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what we're like, supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, that's why I can't really relate to Leave it to Beaver. Who can? What the fuck even was that, dude? That was Dude, weird. Uh, look, I, I get weird, dude. There's always like a moral to it. Like yeah. every episode had a moral uh, and all trash. that shit. But trash. But Sorry. it was... It, <laughs> But it's like so unrelatable. Because if it fucking was a fantasy, of dude, the fucking parents slept executive. in different beds. I'm well, like, hey, are you guys constantly fighting? What okay, the fuck? Well, wait a second, I can kind of relate to that because snoring is real. And <laughs> yeah, but they sleep like there's a no, there's a shit. nightstand between yeah, them. That shit was weird. Nuclear family, my ass. My yeah, ass. that's fucking yeah, weird. Yeah. No, we're not meant for that. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Dad's giving mom if if it's if <laughs> if it's a healthy family dad's giving mom a dutch oven every once in a while <laughs> he's hitting her with the dutch oven bro we like just talking about that the other day my, my boyfriend and i he's like we're like looking at this new building come up and he's like i'm like i think it's gonna be a dutch brother he's like dutch oven i was like what the fuck he's like yeah you know it's what i think of every time i'm like well i mean you can't help it now it's like, yeah, no like normal relationships aren't like that dude it's just so well it's not real it's scripted it's yeah patriarchy at its fucking finest you know oh, like we know what's best yeah let us tell you like there's literally a show called father knows best fucking what so like, creepy fuck. dude dude at my no. house look look at, at my house like my wife uh is the is usually the 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 voice of reason bro yeah it should be like mom knows fucking everything where's that at in the kitchen drawer you know <laughs> yeah a lot of times i think like like do you are, do you have three children like, cause we got the two boys <laughs> and I'm like, do you have three children? Like, I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, you know, I don't know. We get in mothering nurturing mode and we kind of like do that, but also like, that's just because we care and we're just like trying to help. But I don't know. It's, it's complicated. It's the balance, so. dude. It's yeah. the balance. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dad and I, I do all the dad shit. Yeah. You know, Men I, have their powers that like supersede us too, though. It's like some crazy shit, but I don't. I'm not going to admit that. It's too gaps. Loud on here. It's gaps. Yeah. Look at the fucking, the, the wisest shit I've ever heard about relationships was in Rocky. Yeah. So, you know, Rocky is dating Adrian, right? And Adrian's brother's Polly. And Rocky goes over there to get some meat from Polly. He goes, hey, Rock, let me ask you something. He said, what is it with you and my sister? I don't get it. What are you seeing? Her? And he goes, 
who got gaps? And he's like, gaps, gaps. What, what, what's gaps? What's that? What's gaps? He's like, I don't know. I got gaps. She got gaps. Together we fill gaps. That's cute. And I was like. Yeah. It's kind I of was, a weird one to revisit, though. I was, like, watch I was like 10. Yeah. <laughs> when I, I was like 10 when I heard that. And I was like. Yeah. That's so. Fill each other up in different ways. Yeah. yeah. You, you, we need you, you know, there's the. There's. They're complementary. Yeah. Well, if you look back to like every great civilization ever, like all the way back to like the best, you know, the indigenous times, the women were the leaders. Yes, the men were chief, but they were not voted in without the woman's approval or say so. And even like our founding fathers of this glorious place, I'll just say that with them, quotations, looked to the natives and how they ran their, um, you know, their their tribes. And, and that's the women were in charge and they took the 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 plan from them, but they didn't include the women and <laughs> they damn sure didn't include anybody of color. So, you know, but yeah, there's something you said about that. We need each other. Even Egyptian civilization knew that like women and men were like crucial to a, a, a thriving society. Like it was, it was without question that women were involved in every big topic, you know, uh, what, what was going to happen. And, um, a lot of times we get diminished to, you know, Oh, you're the, you're the, you were there with the children and you're, you're doing the small things. You're doing the like picking and grabbing and cleaning. No, like we're the decision makers too. You know, we have input that's so valuable. And I think that that's something we got to get back to because, um, moms and grandmas, they got so much wisdom and knowledge and just, I mean, I could go to my grandma with anything, my mom too, you know, and it's just like, I don't, maybe it has to do with my dad and the way it is, but I don't feel like that about my dad. And that's not to, to take away from dads. You know, he's got his whole can of worms of why he is that way, but I didn't want to go to Steve. I'm going deep. <laughs> no, dude. No, I, I mean, but that's, 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 that's part of the fabric of our lives, dude. Yeah. Like that's like the main part. And also, um, in my family, there's definitely like a very strong matriarchy Yeah. in my family. Like the, the women have all outlived the men. Yeah. Well, you know, there's some other reasons for that too. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. You know, same here. Yeah. So the, the women have all outlived the men and they've taken the lessons that the men have left behind. Yeah. That all my uncles and, you know, my grandfather and my dad and everybody has kind of left behind and they take the lessons and they're able to share them. Like I go pick their brain. Yeah. Pass on that info. Like, you know, tell me about this. Tell me about that. When I go see them, you know, like the first thing I always go sit with my aunts and I always just. I just let them talk. Yeah. They want to tell, they want to tell me something mm -hmm. and I just let them talk. I just let them talk. I just sit by them. I grab them a glass of wine. I grab them, a, uh, my, my aunt, one of my, one of my favorite aunts is, uh, well, I guess they're all my favorite for different yeah, reasons. Say that, man. They're like, yeah. They're, which, they're, which one is it? <laughs> they're all my favorites for different reasons. Yeah. I'll say that. Like, it's like, um, it's like kids. Like I don't have a favorite kid. Yeah. I love them differently. Yeah. Like yeah. I love them for different reasons. Get used to so, saying that because my kids, yeah, they always ask me, so which one is your favorite? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to tell them, be like, hey, uh, you're my favorite kid, he moved out a long time ago <laughs> before you guys were born. He disowned me. I respect him for it. Is this a real story or you just put me on? See, I'm telling a convincing yeah, lie. Yeah, See, yeah, no, my kids true. are going to believe me. Well, I you, love it. You, you just validated that I can. Kids, man. I don't know. Maybe it's real. Maybe, you know, you never know. Uh, I wanted to. <laughs> I used to tell one of my friends, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm going to have like a, a picture of like a fake of like a kid, just like pay a kid to take a picture of me and my, <laughs> with me and my wife yeah. and then tell my kids like, oh no, that's your older brother. Hide in the attic. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, we sent him off to military school cause he didn't listen. Yeah. He's gone now. He's gone now. Yeah. I was just fucking, you know. Yeah. My kids ask me that too. And I'm always like completely straight face. Like I love you both so much. It's like kid, like rip me to pieces just thinking about it. Like how freaking, um beautiful it is to have them in my life and how wonderful they are. And, um, I'm like, man, no, there's, you're so different. There's never a favorite there's, that doesn't exist. I love you for different reasons. And like, it's so cool. Yeah. And some of the same reasons, like they're so similar to like, they would never admit that, but oh, maybe they would, but yeah. So like, I like to get my aunt a drink. Yeah. Right. I'll get them a drink and just let the stories fly. Yeah. Cause they don't hold back. Yeah. Especially women of a certain age, they yeah. don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Their husband, their husband dead. Yeah, they don't give a All fuck. All secrets are out. They're, they're telling you everything. Yeah. Like, oh shit, I I wish I didn't hear that. <laughs> wish I didn't yeah. hear that. Yeah. Fuck. Oh man. But you know that shit's that shit's important. And I think, um, with any luck, dude, you know my kids are gonna they're growing up with my art on the walls. Mm. 
So I, I have like, I think I painted like five pictures of Vicky now. I have like five pictures of my wife that I painted. That is so sweet. Dude, she. <laughs> Wait, what do they look like though? Are they Wait. like cubist? No, I'm just, yeah. No, they're like, they're, they're like, <laughs> they're, no, they're like, you know, slightly abstract portraits, yeah, but they're, cool. they're, but they're, when you see it, it's her. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. It's like, boom, it's yeah. her in that moment. It's her. And mm-hmm. you know, when I took the picture, they're all pictures that I've taken, by the way, I just realized that. That's really cool. So all pictures that I've taken, I take the picture, boom. And I instantly know, oh, I'm going to paint that one day. Mm. Oh, I'm going to paint that one day. And my wife one time, she was telling me, she's like, you know, she, you know, you know, guys, we're not very romantic, especially when you're in a relationship for a while. It's surprising every now and then. Yeah. yeah you surprise yeah. every once in a while, but for the most part, like romance, you know, five years in. That's a struggle. It's a, it it's just, a different thing. It evolves. Yes. You know, like, like my idea of romance is like, Hey, I'll put the kids down. Yeah. You go, oh, you go to sleep. Speaking my language now. You know what Damn. I mean? You go ahead, Just go to sleep, darling. Here. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm going to go to sleep before you get in here. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, go, I walk into the bed, I walk into the bedroom and I'm like, oh, she's asleep. But that's a asleep. gift, man. And, and, I, and I know it. Damn. But she, one time we were. Give me rest. You were less like, give me food. Yeah. Thank once, you. one time we were having a, an, an argument and she tells me, she's like, you know what? You're not even romantic anymore. She's like, you're not romantic. And I'm like. I'm looking around and I, there's a pic, there's a, <laughs> there's a painting, a half done painting of her yeah. on the easel in front of a paint, a full size painting of her on the wall with another painting yeah. in yeah. the kitchen behind her. You know what that is though? That's just her saying like, I want to hear you say that you love me still, you know? Oh like, yeah. I, you I, li- I like your fire. Kind yeah, of, you know? Oh yeah. And I told her, I go, Hey, it's hard. Sometimes I go, we Hey, lose our language too. I go, Hey, there's four pictures on the wall <laughs> that I painted of you. What other girls do you know have five paintings that their husband or loved one or lover or yeah. whatever partner has painted? How many? God, and she's like, ceiling too, man. Really mix it up. But you know, I, I tried pulling that out again, like a year later. She's like, don't give me that yeah, shit. You already did. And you I was like, oh, that. fuck. Yeah. I gotta fucking gotta find another one. Yeah, that's hard. I know that. I know that too much. I was like, like me and my partner. Um, he's a top photographer, so I'm like, you don't take pictures of me anymore. Am I ugly now? You know, like what happened? Ooh. What happened? And then he gets a camera. And he's like, no, I'll take pictures right now. And oh, you're like, nope, that's oh. not what I want. Well, and then when he does, I'm like hypercritical, like, oh, I look terrible. Oh my god. And he's like, see, like what? No, you look good. I'm like, no, it's like weird. Double chin. Like delete it. No. Oh, dude, that's. <laughs> I just post pictures now. I, I don't, I don't ask my wife anymore. Yeah. I just, uh, if we take a selfie and I like it and I think it's, I kind of know her taste yeah. and her selfies, but I don't want to post her selfies. Yeah. I want to post the picture that's in the moment. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I take that. Like whenever people ask me to do like portraits, like for birthdays or Christmas or whatever it might be, I always tell them, send me like 30 pictures of the person. Mm-hmm. And they go, why? I go, because you're going to do this thing. We're going to try to find a picture that you think they're going to like, or that you think looks like a picture that they, you know, there's, we control our images like pretty strongly now. Right. Like in the eighties, if you go through photo albums from like the eighties and nineties, everyone's like fucking eyes closed, fucking double chin, somebody throwing up in the background. And those were all the pictures you had. You had 32 pictures. That's it. That's all you had. Yeah. Kodak and they just get that shit developed and whatever it was, it was, everyone's got red eyes. Fuck it. Everyone's got red yeah, eyes. Yeah. Well, now we can curate all that shit. Yeah. And when somebody goes against what you do, it's very jarring. Like people don't like it. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't like that because yeah. they're not in control of their image anymore. Here's, here's the thing that I discovered. And I tell people this, I go, you're going to send me a picture face. And they go, well, what's a picture face? I go, the picture face is the face that that person or you, if you're in those pictures with them, that you make for every, whenever somebody says, say cheese or, Hey, let's take a picture. And you never make that face when you're not taking a picture. That's not your normal. That you never, that's an unnatural face. face. Yeah. Yeah, That's an unnatural face. I go, I want a picture when like you're in the moment, you're not posed. You're just like there and it's your essence. It's like, Oh, that's the one. Mm. So those, when I get close to those with me and my wife, when we're taking selfies or whatever, I just post them. I don't even ask her. Yeah. Because she'd be like, oh, wait, my eyes are little. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. no, 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 we're not. They're, we're, post. Well, something I read, and um, even though I'm like, I'm critical of myself too, especially how I look in photos. You know, the older you get, it's a little bit like, damn, dude, like what's happening? But um, 
<laughs> I feel it. It's all fine because one day my kids, that's all they're going to have left. And they're going to be like, they want to see all of it. You know, they don't want to see the perfect moments of like you're talking about where I'm just staged and like a robot. Hey, mom, like, that doesn't like even look like weird you. avatar. It's like, no, <laughs> fucking give me the photo. Of, I just got off the toilet and I'm rushing down the bathroom. Like, get away from me. Like, you know, the, the moment where you, you remember it, you feel it, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's important. So kudos to you. So, yeah. And Boris is doing it for me too. That's, that's my, that's my guy. Oh, Boris. <laughs> yeah. He makes me look beautiful. I don't know how he does it sometimes. Oh, <laughs> things are slipping. <laughs> no, nah, dude, you're, you're fucking, you're a doll, man. Boris oh. is a lucky guy. Well, Boris you know, is a lucky guy. Say it a little louder. No. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Boris taking those, uh, those good pictures. Yeah. Thanks. So look at now we're going to change gears a little bit. I'm just going to ask you some random ass questions. Let's shoot. Okay. So what is your favorite movie to watch when you're looking to laugh? And your favorite movie to watch when you're looking to be a little bit sadder than you currently are. Ooh, sadder one is easier for me to go to. What's your What's your go to? Like, let's be sad right now. Ooh, so my good sad one that I'm into right now is the Marriage Story. The like, Marriage I, Story. Yeah, it's it's so freaking like close to my experience with like child custody and divorce that I'm like it just like feeds something in my brain that's like ooh that's like gritty and awful and like but it turns out sweet you know unlike real life but you know sometimes. Um, Who's in it? Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, I've heard of this movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a particular flavor. Boris is not a fan. He's like, it's too real. <laughs> like, I like it. I like it. They do this like awful, um, Ray Liotta's in it. He's a, one of the lawyers for him. And it, all that, the way that that's portrayed and I've lived some of that. So yeah, I don't know. I like it. It's kind of weird and sad, but, um. Isn't that weird that we do that? Yeah. Like, cause like, I know, I know myself and I know like when I'm sad. I want to put on a sad song that makes me a little bit sadder, <laughs> yeah. but that somehow makes me a little happier. Well, it's like, um, you feel less alone with your emotions. You feel like someone else has felt it. You know, it's like we you isolate when we're sad. I, well, at least I do. So it's like, um, it's a way of not being alone and being alone, you know? So nice. Yeah. But, um, it's happy. a, it's a way of being understood. Yeah. 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 It's without having. Thing. Without having to like spill the beans yeah. to anybody, you can just kind of yeah. be in your own little fucking- It's the Hallmark card of emotions. It's like, it says it all. You know, you don't have to go through the trouble of figuring it out for a second. You can do that later. You know, right now you yeah. just want to get through it. So happy? Happy? what's your happy movie? What's your movie when you're like, you know what, dude, I'm on a fucking laugh right now. Damn. It used to be Grandma's Boy, but I don't know if I could watch that anymore. <laughs> that, that's got a lot of cringe relief. Like we have gone so lightning fast through like what we deem acceptable anymore but man that was a funny one um ah um i love grace and frankie i don't know if you're you're probably not familiar with that show it's like two old ladies that live together their husbands is it with lily tomlin yeah, and uh yes. i know i know yeah, what jane fonda I, yeah, yeah yeah i know That's, of the show i've never watched it i you know because i'm not a lady yeah well yeah, you know, a little something for everybody. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. And that's that's what makes you laugh? I love it. I love it. I like imagining that it's me and my um, best friend in the future when our husbands are dead. We're just like <laughs> <laughs> living together and just, you know, doing wild shit still. So a return to our youth sort of when our kids are grown. And um, yeah. So what's the next question? Next question is, what's your favorite band? Oh no. And why? Oh no. There's so many. Oh my god. Okay, well we can go we can go eras. Okay, we could do that. Damn. I like obscure stuff too though. Like, like Okay, so what is your favorite band from high school? High school Heather was like System of a Down. Nice. Sublime, Balls to the Wall. Anything that was like loud in your face and ridiculous, the better. Um and I like Bob Marley too, but that says more about my past than I care to share my kids might hear this <laughs> one day. I'll tell you later. Um Currently, I'm on like an 80s kick, man. I like made a return, like full circle, The Cure. Um, oh, dude, I love The Cure. Oh, the my God. They're, 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 uh, oh, they just, they're going to be in Mountain View. Yeah. It's at the like shoreline. $300 or some shit, though. They, yeah, Was it? Dude, I'm like, what? Where and they sold, so they, they had, a, they had one, one show that sold out like immediately. Yeah. And so they, so they're doing another show. And they just put the, I think they put the tickets up Friday or Saturday, something yeah, like that, like Friday. Gone. And they're probably already gone. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't the year for me to do shows. I've gone to lots of shows in the past, a lot of support, especially Bay Area artists. I love like the folk scene and um, really cr uh, partial to a guy named Josiah Johnson and his music and his work. It's been like really, um, really crucial to my like healing process and just like really into like 
yeah, all that stuff. So I like folk too. So I like all, I like it all. I know everybody says that, but I really do. From the metal to the jazz, the blues to the even a little country. I'm going to say it. I, I know, I know, but sometimes a country then, song says what you mean. Yeah. I like the old, old stuff though, too. Like, like tear in my beer type shit. Like George uh, Strait. I like the nineties. They had a, they had a moment. Um, and then like some really old, like Hank Williams senior. Oh yeah. That's where my grandpa was. So he was always like putting on those records. That was my dad drinking Budweiser yeah, and the yeah, fucking, same. yeah. Yeah. Except grandpa sub out for dad. So yeah. I like that stuff. So. so who are your, who are your eighties bands? Well, like I said, I like The Cure. Is Heart, what, no, Heart's kind of like 70s. No, Heart's, heart's the 70s, 70s and 80s. 70s, they were in the 80s, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously Fleetwood Mac. I mean, I got to throw them out there. Um, oh, boy. I should have done, this is where the research was. This is what I should have been doing my homework on. Um, ar, 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 ar. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really hung up on The Cure right now, Depeche Mode. A real soft spot for me is some 90s, too. I love the Cranberries. Like, they can literally oh. do no wrong, man. The, every song they make. No Need to every, Argue is an amazing, dude, you amazing wanna, You want to go to sad music. You want to cry? You want to feel <gasps> one with someone? Do, 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 do. Yeah, that And it's away. like, do you like me? Do. Does anyone care? Come on. Do they? But do they care? Yeah. No. It really, oh, my God. Yeah, do you like me? But does anyone care? Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah, my son's up on that right now. Shout out to Finn. He's like, Mom, cranberries. I'm like, it has happened. Like, <sighs> you've, you're, you've arrived. So, yeah, it's been pretty cool. Dude, and when you listen to, like, Linger, when you listen to that song, it's it's, like, transformative, dude. It, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, it just makes you, like, feel what she means. Yeah, yeah. Like, Like, I feel like if I didn't speak English... I'd yeah. still know what she means. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Yeah, the sounds she's making are definitely like um, something that I think everybody can relate to because it's just, it's it's from the soul, you know? It's it's a, it's a very deep place that she's going when she's saying, rest peace to Dolores. <laughs> yeah, she fucking dies unceremoniously yeah. in a fucking bathtub. I fucking cried. I cried like a lot. I went to the karaoke bar and just like went hard on like so many songs Ugh. I didn't have a, any business singing. When, when was that? Like in 2005 or 2004? No, that was um 2016 or 17, somewhere in there. It wasn't Are you sure? Ago. Oh, yeah. Let me see. No. Let me see. Yeah. I got to know because I feel like it was longer. No, no. It just feels that way because COVID. <laughs> it's been 10 years since COVID. When? Yeah. Alcoholism. did. It's pretty sad. Pretty fucking sad. And yeah. And then Tom Petty died and I was like, for real? Are you going to fucking do me like that right now? Tom Petty, don't do me like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Motherfucker died on my birthday, <sighs> Don't dude. do me like that. He died on my birthday. Like, I woke up to Tom Petty dying and I was like, fucking no. Fucking and then I like. No. I leaned back and I was like, wait, maybe he's passing the torch. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, Heather. Wake up. Uh, died. Whoa, 2018. Why yeah. did I think it was in 20, uh, in 20, 2005? COVID, man. And probably like her career died a little bit before that too. So yeah, it's in hand in hand. Yeah, but. No, I mean. Beautiful, According beautiful to voice. general populace, I would say everything she did was cool, so. Do you do that? Do you like do the deep dives? Like when you like somebody, you go into oh, all yeah. their solo albums no, like, and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, and like obsessive, like their whole life. I want to know everything. Like who were you? Where did you come from? What are your kids doing now? Like all Dude, I found some. So my sister, we helped her move this last weekend and I had sent her some CDs when I was in prison that I had sent her. Dude, so I would decorate the inside of the CD, the jewel case mm -hmm. with like cutouts from magazines and <laughs> I would cut out like pictures of them, like of the artist oh, cool. and put them inside of the jewel case. Also like a, kind of like a collage. Yeah, like a little collage. collage. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I would, and I opened it up and I'm like, dude, what a fucking weirdo. This guy's going to fucking... No, that's cool. I mean, I I would do that. That sounds yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna be like, this guy's then gonna again, kill somebody. Weird, so. <laughs> I was no. like, this guy's gonna fucking kill somebody. No, man. Like, well, no, that's like getting obsessed with stuff is cool. I mean, you know, to a degree. <laughs> well, it, it's like it's the opposite of the too cool for school attitude. Yeah, man. Like, just be weird. Yeah, like fan it. fan out, like yeah. fanboy over the shit, fangirl over the shit. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Just get totally weird with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't show up at their house. You know, or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, avoid that. <laughs> Don't go to the trash can, you know. All right, so it's that time, right? The it's getting of, that time. Yeah, yeah we're, we're wrapping it up. Damn, that went fast. Yeah, it's already 9.30. Holy 
So it's my bedtime. It's past my bedtime, <laughs> dude. Um, we're so lame, dude. We're in bed like eight thirty. We got little, little we got kids, little kids. Yeah. we we're we're on their schedule yeah you know so because rain or shine they're waking up at 6 a.m god bless them and my kid my <laughs> five-year-old runs over to the piano six six o'clock the, oh. the lights aren't even on yet and he's going bam 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 i'm like motherfucker playing oh to joy at 6 a.m i mean that's beautiful but also that? who got the piano they need to die where are they they need to go no <laughs> that that'd be my wife I gotta take that back right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, my kids had one of those poppers, the thing you push around the balls, and I was like, I'm gonna. Oh no, I, we threw that away. I hit it so many times, it came back out. No, we threw it away. We lived at the apartment complex at that time, and yeah. we uh, we threw that motherfucker away. Yeah, but yeah. they just started liking it, and it was like, no, 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 no. This thing's gotta go. We're we're moving soon. Yeah. Into the dumpster. Yeah, I I understand it, but also I hate it. So yeah, it's like no. So I ask everybody. Right. Let's just say, yeah, God forbid. I'm scared. God forbid. Whoa. You get invited to this art show, this like, hey, just come bring your free art and just come. It's free. Just yeah, it's yeah. for exposure. You yeah, know how these can. things go. Yeah. And, um, and then nobody hears from you ever again. We don't know where you went. You know, you could have moved back to Yuba city. You could have moved to, oh. you could have moved to Texas. We don't, we don't yeah. know. Yeah. Heather, we don't know. And all, look, we don't know. We're, we're all wondering. You just, you just gone. You just dipped. Yeah. You just said, you know, I'm going to live this incognito artist life. Ooh. We don't know. Sounds nice. Right. Painting under a pseudonym. Maybe we don't yeah. know. Okay. And all that's left is your legacy. What, what you left behind. What do you hope to leave behind. Wow. Um, is it corny to say love? No. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Compassion. I mean, I know that's akin to love, but um, yeah, I want people to say, yeah, I've, I'm a great artist. I love what I do, but the person I am. I mean, I stopped on the way here to help some guy jump his car. You know, thank God nothing happened. But um, I want to help people. <laughs> and I do it through my art. I want to be an activist. I want to be out there fighting. I want to, like, rip people's heads off and make things right. But I ain't got the power in my hands, and I don't have the money in my pockets, so I make art. And I feel like that's how I show the world that I love them. And, um, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to leave. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Heather Galloway. Heather Galloway underscore arts. Give this girl a follow. She's amazing. And uh, I made a friend. You did. Thank I made you. a friend, Me dude. Too. Yeah, for sure yeah. you did. And um, so is there anywhere else you have like a, an online shop? Do you have anything you want to plug real quick? HeatherGallowayArts.com. Just got that up and running. It needs to be updated. But yeah, you can find me there. You can find me on all the platforms besides LinkedIn because that's boring. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Heather, this was awesome. Thank you for doing this. Um, this things always work out. Thank you. So yeah, this is awesome. thank you so much. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by We Are Sacramento and The Loft. <laughs>